Welcome to Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. I'm Jessica Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Long pause. Are you thriving today? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm doing really, really good. I am just enjoying the uh, new fall weather, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just... I don't know why was it, why was it so <laughs> awkward today. I know, I know. We gotta like get the get the Monday jitters out. It's Monday here on uh, Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me, and it's a it's a Monday. It's a typical Monday. I'm, it's um, a typical Monday. It's a typical Monday. But I'm I'm feeling like it's gonna be a pretty good week. Yeah, no, I feel like October started off with a bang, and I'm loving it. We're we're going through it, man. We're only what five days in. And uh, it's a good month so far. I'm enjoying it. I'm having so uh, drink watch. I still we still haven't come up with a better name for this. Somebody please somebody tweet at me with a better name than this. Please um, help. <laughs> please help. Um, I decided that I needed the caffeine today. I was like not having it. So instead of like I do have a alcoholic beverage, um, but I have a vanilla coffee with um, Godiva liqueur in it today because I decided that that was something that I needed. And it's delicious. I just feel like it sounds so fancy. Like you're so sophisticated today. It's really like the easiest drink to possibly make because you just make coffee and then I didn't even need to use creamer. I literally just threw some Godiva in it and called it a day. It was actually wow. it's really good. And wow. I didn't want to have too much though because like I'm that age where if I drink coffee too late now, I'm up. Like, isn't that sad? It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. I don't know like if that's like a 28 year old thing where you get that adjustment, but I definitely know it. Um, I know some people, though, that drink coffee at eight o'clock and it doesn't affect them at all. So it's- I'd like to meet those people because I don't really believe that that is actually a possibility. Although I'm to the point now where I found two gray hairs the other day. No. And yeah, they are like bright, too. So for anybody no. who doesn't know, I'm brunette. And so they are like towards the front of my head, too. So it's one of those things where when I pull my hair back in a certain way, you can see both of them. And I'm like, honestly, I kind of don't care. Like, I'm just like, you know what? You do you, hair. Like, if you want to gray, 2020 has been a year. Like, you deserve to do what you want. <laughs> you do do you gray hair. I have yeah. I have no gray hairs, thankfully. Yeah. Well, you're also blonde. So even if you had them, I don't know that you'd notice them. <laughs> I'm in denial. They're probably all there. And I'm probably like, nope, not, not one. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen not it. Not a gray hair in sight. Look None. at me. <laughs> None. So <laughs> I am drinking a, I guess you can call this like a Sarah's like sunrise moment. I love how you named your own drink. Okay, so what would what consists or what is a, a Sarah's sunrise moment consist of? So um, I can totally put this picture that I took earlier into um, into social media, but it's basically a mimosa. Because as you know, I like to pretend like we're totally just at brunch, just hanging out with our friends, but with like a splash of grenadine and it creates like this beautiful sunrise moment. So it's Sarah's sunrise moment. I feel like there was a drink like that at, oh no, I think it was like Chili's. They have some type of sunrise. Is it like a, um, has tequila? What are those? Oh my God. Margarita. Isn't there like a sunrise margarita at Chili's? Tequila sunrise? Essentially, I guess, but with champagne oh, and chilies. Chilies, no. if you would like to sponsor us, please give me a call. 
Yes, please, Chili's. That would be wonderful. We'll talk about, is it Chili's at the BB Back Ribs? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, Chili's only. Like, who's, I don't even know an Applebee's. I was just going to say, who is she, Applebee's? No Applebee's for us, only Chili's. Yeah, honestly, Applebee's is kind of trash, but it's like affordable, so whatever. Um, Applebee's, if you want to sponsor us, you're not trash. True. I'm like you're lovely. Desperate at the moment for anything. I know. Any sort of sponsorships. Come on. Any Um, sort of sponsorships or support, really. Yeah, we'll take anything. Um, (laughs) So we're uh, we're here today with uh, season one, episode seven. Grandma was a Rolling Stone. But before we get into that, I have heard we have some feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe is it from Killer Bee from season uh, episode five. Yes, so we are still coming hot with some Killer Bee Episode 5 feedback. And this one is from our friend Jonathan. And he wrote, um, you were both wondering how a school couldn't update textbooks in two years. Do you remember that, Jess? Yeah, because I thought that was strange that like everything changes so often with, uh, I mean, not necessarily with history as much as other things, but like geography, that that's updates all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Jonathan wrote... I substitute teach and um, some of the students today are still using the same textbooks that they used in 2003. And he said, I took a look at the curriculum when I was last uh, um, was last updated and where I am, it's been anywhere from eight years to 30 years ago. Most notable to me, our science curriculum not having been updated in 24 years? What the heck? That doesn't ha- seem right. Like, don't they discover new shit? Like, I'm not a teacher, but like... <laughs> yeah, you would think. So he says, how much science has changed since then? And they're still using the same textbooks. So Jonathan agrees. Like, science is ever changing, and they're still using the same textbooks. And he says that this is... He's cons- in what's considered one of the most top education provinces in Canada. No, so, sh- okay, so this is Canada too. So maybe it's, I mean, I would imagine the U.S. is pretty similar, if not worse, right? Mm-hmm. So, wow. All right, well, we need to get some funding for these schools, people. Like, let's update our textbooks. Come on. Yes. He also says that um, he's happy to be a hockey correspondent if there's ever um, <gasps> any hockey involved. Lovely. I love that he volunteered himself because while our sports correspondent, Will, does know baseball very well, hockey, I know for a fact, is not one of his specialties. <laughs> So that would be wonderful. I don't know if hockey comes up at all. Um, I don't think it would considering like, I don't know if Philadelphia is like really known as like the hockey epicenter or anything like that. But. I don't know. Only time will tell though. Yeah. If it does come up, we will reach back out to you, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Do we have anything else? Um, I think you said we had one other piece of feedback. <gasps> yes. Okay. So yes. So our other piece of feedback is from our friend on Instagram, which I love when anybody responds to us on Insta or like tags us in anything. Or sometimes we have some fun games like the other day we did a this or that 90s edition. So please. Yes, yeah. I was going to do that. And then I realized literally I had the exact same answers as you did. And I was like, <laughs> well, what is the point? Like you said it all. Yeah. So please, <laughs> please follow us on Insta. We have some good times over there. And Jessica and I always compete over our Instagram stories. Yes. And we're at shit 90s pod on on Insta and Twitter. So yeah, no, we love to see who could put out the better uh, the better story. for the <laughs> It's usually Jess. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> Period so, of finding gifts. <laughs> so our friend Soul Meets Lens 
They said, um, in response to our episode five, and if you don't remember, episode five is when Eric is really, really, really upset at Alan and Amy for going to the same Aerosmith concert as him. So I proposed the question, do you agree with Eric? Does he have a right to be mad at his parents for attending the same concert as him? Or is he being a loser? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the hard hitting questions. So our friend Soul Meat Len said, Eric is being a butt, but at the same time in high school, when my parents would drop me off anywhere, I would make them leave me on the corner and walk the rest of the way. (laughs) Have you ever done that? (laughs) I have not. I have not done that. That is harsh, but hilarious. Although I wouldn't consider my parents especially um, embarrassing in any way. Like, they're not the type of parents to, like, lick their finger and wipe my face or, like, try to, like, hug or kiss me when I was, like, a teenager. So maybe if if that was the situation, I could totally understand. Um, um, but that is hilarious. Thank you so much for that feedback. Um, keep sending it in. That's wonderful. Also, uh, tell us your pronouns when you get a minute so that we don't we can say he, she, they, so we know, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, <laughs> I know I've never had to do that either, like hide from my parents, but I, I would. It yeah, like I mean, fun. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is it is kind of funny. Like, oh, mom, it's like it's very like um, teen movie, right? Like, mom, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Um, so this upcoming episode, I'm just so I just want to say that I'm like extremely excited to talk about it. I know. I felt I'm trying to think of like when the last time is that I felt probably like the Topanga episode is the last time I felt this excited to like discuss an episode of, of Boy Meets World. Yeah, exactly. Like. Corey's Alternative Friends, which was episode four, was definitely a highlight for us in, like, just enjoying an episode. And they weren't, the other episodes, um, five and six, they weren't bad by any means, but this one was just, like, stellar. Yeah, no, this this one was, it has two, like, amazing guest stars, which, like, yes. let alone one, we have two, and yes. the storyline is fantastic, so um, yes. let's uh, let's get into it. So instead of taking in a storyline A and B this time, we're just going to go straight through, because they kind of interweave, so there's really no point in, in separating them out. They do. So this is called Grandma Was a Rolling Stone, and it was aired on November 12th, 1993, and um, we are starting out in Feeney's Garden, where, ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh, okay, <laughs> Sean and Corey have been, like, brought in to pick snails out of Feeney's Garden. So I've never heard of this before. I am assuming that, like, snails will, like, eat the flowers, or, like, if you're making, if you're, like, growing vegetables, they'd, like, eat the vegetables but I've never heard of the people having like a snail issue then again I do not have a green thumb so gardeners like let me know can um, you just tell me where the snails come from I mean like, the ground <laughs> snails live in the ground I mean do- on the ground I don't know do they live underground I don't think so I that'd be difficult with their uh, shells they'd have to like burrow uh please tell me the address of all the snails you know <laughs> I mean, uh- I mean, I would rather, here's the thing, here's the thing. I would rather pick snails off of plants than slugs because you could at least grab by the shell, right? Slugs. I don't want to think about the word <gasps> slug. Okay, can I tell you? So a flashback to my childhood when I was, oof, 12. So we did like a cross-country trip 
And in, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Is it the rainforest? It must have been like some type of like redwood forest or something like that. It was in, maybe it was in Washington state because it was a very humid place. And um, they had these things called banana slugs. Have you ever heard of them? No, but I literally want to die. They're the, the nastiest. Slug. Yeah, hold on. I am pulling it up to send you. Ah! Did you pull it up? Oh! Are they nasty? No, no, they're, no. And like, not only that. Okay, so you saw them. But just imagine that. But they're like six inches long. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. That, that's a real thing. They're nasty. So there were these slugs. And what would happen is it would rain because it's the rainforest. I'm pretty sure it was the rainforest. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm Why would you on. be in the rainforest? Well, because we were like going on a six-week vacation across country. So we were visiting. We had an RV. So we were visiting like very nature places. And... They, yeah, so these things were everywhere. They would, like, just no. chill on the leaves. And they were, like, so nasty and slimy looking. No. But anyway, so back to my point of I would rather pick off snails than slugs. Okay, fine. So somehow there's, like, an infestation of slugs. I don't want to talk about slug No, sl- snails. Oh, Right, I but can't... let's talk about how big, like, con- Feeny is a con man. He is the biggest con, con man, man on the show. Such a con man. Oh, yeah. Every episode. So, so, um, so Feeny, like, the boys agreed to pick the snails because apparently, like, they're going on this fishing trip with Alan. And, uh, um, and, and Feeny says that they can use the snails for bait. Um, so that's the incentive because they're going on the fishing trip. They can use the snails for bait. It, it kills two birds with one stone, as the saying goes. But um, Alan comes in and is like, fish don't eat snails. Right. Which, like, let's be real. Like, Sean and Corey should have known that. Like, how is a fish going to eat a snail with that shell on it? But I Googled, I Googled, and fish do eat snails. Okay. Well, to be fair, though, aren't they bass fishing? Oh, so bass don't eat snails i don't think so well okay here's my experience so i did this was going to be a question i asked you is if you ever like went fishing with your parents or anything so when i was a kid we went camping a lot that was like usually the type of vacation we went on and we went fishing very often so and a lot of the time it was bass fishing with bass usually you either want to use like real worms or you want to use like the fake rubber worms or the fake rubber lizards those are the types of things that bass usually go after so maybe it's just that bass don't go after after snails okay i can buy into that and to answer your question have i ever been fishing yes at at sleepaway camp and i caught two fish and then i screamed quite like i did like (laughs) when i saw those slugs and then the counselors had to like run over and free the fish and then they like yelled at me they were like if you don't want to catch the fish then please don't go fishing (laughs) did you just not like it because you were like afraid of the fish uh, yeah, like, well, I, d- I personally did not want the responsibility of, of unhooking the fish. Oh, okay. What type of fish was it? Do you remember? I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, well, just because. A fish. Well, there are certain fish that, like, I wouldn't want to take off of a hook. For example, like, there's a fish called a pickerel, and it has teeth. And so, like, you really don't want to stick your fingers in there. Jessica, do you think I remember what kind of freaking fish I caught? I mean, it was was probably like, it was probably like a sunny fish or something like that. I have no idea. It was a (laughs) man-made lake, probably, at a Jewish sleepaway camp. 
Like, okay. I think well, the fish were probably planted. I don't know. They're probably guppies. That's true. Yeah. I don't really like to fish anymore because now that I think about it, it's one of those things where I'm like, why am I harming fish just for my own pleasure? It seems pretty sadistic, to be That's honest. That's a great question. I know, but um, no offense to anybody that fishes. I get it, but I'm also it. a chatterbox, and so I'm really not the type of person that probably should be fishing. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Alvin's prepping the boys for the fishing trip. He's doing, like, his, like, 10 and 2, blah, 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 smashes a pot. Um, Feeney's, like, an expert angler, like, no shocker there. I was just going to say, surprise, surprise. Also, I don't know if this is going to come up later, but Feeney's hat is is uh, is something. <laughs> It's such a cute look. I love this little, like, fishing look. He's adorable. But, like, why does he have a fishing look? I was going to ask that. Yeah, because he's not going. But he does look like he's, like, on the fishing. He Like, he's about to fish. But Do you um, think he's, like, um, angling for um, for an invite? (laughs) Uh, I do think that Feeney is looking for any sort of invite anywhere this episode, actually. Mm Yeah, it's almost like a um for those who didn't watch the episode, it's almost like a bucket hat as if like the 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 brim is like up though. Mhm. You know, which I I could rock a good bucket hat in my day, but not not a fishing hat. <laughs> I think I had a bucket hat and it I had was so many. Embarrassing. <laughs> No, I see the funny thing is, okay, so I had like I, I, I did, I do still have a very large head and um bucket hats were really the only hats that kind of fit my head normally. I don't have like a giant head, but it's probably bigger than average and and it's really round. And so bucket hats seem to fit the best. So I had like a denim bucket hat and I had a winter bucket hat. <laughs> um wow. Wow. Fashion. Fashion. Yeah, sounds like you were just a little Kate Moss back in the day, truly. Really was. Yeah. That's exactly what people called me. Little Kate Moss. Yeah, absolutely. I heard that twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Corey doesn't know why Eric's not coming with him, but like Eric like literally couldn't be bothered to go on a fishing trip with two 11 year olds. Like seriously. But um, he's just like, girl crazy so it's just not happening yeah so we go we uh go to the to the living room where eric is training morgan to like pick up girls so he has her read this script of like this is my brother eric he's very shy (laughs) (laughs) and and then as soon as she recites it she gets like a skittle yeah, which like a giant bowl of Skittles in his, big in his bowl, hand. Big bowl. Like, Leftover from Halloween from the week prior. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So but my question is, what happened to Heather? I, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm not going to say I'm just extremely upset about the turn of events. And this, I just feel like this, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, number one, still the mystery stands. I can't get over it. Is Heather Ralston and Morris the same Heather? Anyone, please just let me know. If anybody's out there in the universe, just let me know. Number two, what happened? Was it the shitty date that they went on where he just like bashed, like, and like bashed his parents the whole time? It was obsessing. Like, yeah. Heather, like, was like, I can't anymore. Like, I mean, it is what? a turn off. Like, it's oh, a bad look. Oh my God, yes. Um, so what happened? He doesn't seem that upset about it. So I guess he's not that upset that he lost the Heathers or one Heather. I don't no, know. He doesn't care. He is ready no. to go hit on more chicks. He says some guys use a golden retriever. 
To which I say, that would have totally worked on me. <laughs> yeah, as the queen of golden retrievers, absolutely. But the dogs, th- the dog thing works. Like, some men, like, bring out babies. That wouldn't work on me. But, like, this is a scam that's been going on from the beginning of time. And I think that people, um, I think it works on women. I don't know which women, but it apparently works. So, um, as they were training, you hear a, a sound of la cucaracha um, in the background. And... We don't know who it is. We don't know what it is, but everybody knows it's grandma. Yes, and in walks uh, Ruth McClanahan, who is most well known for playing Blanche Devereaux on um, Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. So she walks in, and of course the crowd goes wild. Oh my god, for they her. go crazy, and even like Amy breaks. Did yeah. you see oh, that? Yeah, but, uh, yeah because it's amazing. She's here. She's there, and this character is Alan's mother. Um, her name is Bernice Matthews. It's only said once, so um, but she is the mother of Alan and the grandmother of Corey, Eric, and Morgan. Yeah, and she's she quite is, a character. She is both in her style and her just the way she acts and her gifts. She brings the weirdest group. I mean, everybody has a grandma that probably brought them gifts, right? But like, yes, these gifts, she gives Morgan a shrunken head, which is like, okay, questionable. From Tijuana. From Tijuana. She gives Eric a bullwhip. (laughs) Yes. um, And okay, so she says, I had the wagon master to go with it. But he slipped out, slipped out of the cuffs in Juarez. So, okay. So she had the, so she hooked up with the wagon master, is what she's saying. I mean, maybe. I don't know. She's like, also says she like killed someone in Reno just to watch him die. So like, I really don't know. What's she's going very on eccentric. She and then is. she gave Alan Amy uh, dried cactus from Albuquerque. Which um, is an old Navajo tradition to keep people regular. Is she talking about number two? She is. She is. I think that's a weird gift. (laughs) And like, why would you do that? Uh, Yeah. It's a little strange. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then, and and the last gift, which we'll get into a, a zillion times, is for Corey. And it's a Cal Ripken Jr. baseball card. And yeah, she said that she either got it for $7 at a swap meet or she shot a man in Reno just to watch him die, which is a Johnny Cash song or whatever. <laughs> but I, I just want to I have to send you um, some documentation uh, real quickly because okay. um, and I will post this um, on wherever it, it just it it bothers me. So let's let's break down this 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 thing. So she says that she goes to Tijuana. Then she goes to um, she goes to Tijuana. Then she goes to Juarez. Then she goes to Albuquerque. Then she says that she goes to bingo country, wherever bingo country is. And then she goes to Philadelphia, where, you know, Corey and everybody lives. And then she says that she's going to Palm Springs mm-hmm. to buy some new butts with her bingo winnings. <laughs> so I sent you two images, one okay. of which, um, the the bottom one, um, or the, the first one, okay. is if yeah. she goes from 
Philadelphia to Palm Springs, Florida, which would be this whole trip is like a 60 hour drive. This makes no sense. Uh, like this, 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 um, this, this whole drive. And then if she goes to Palm Springs, California, that definitely doesn't make sense because then she goes from one side of the country to the other. I don't understand why, like, why she, what, what route this is. This makes no sense. The only thing I'm thinking is that, like, she says she drives to Winnebago. So, like, I'm going to assume she doesn't really, like, plant her roots anywhere she just kind of travels around the country that's what it sounds like to me at least that makes sense but how does she end up in philadelphia from albuquerque oh that doesn't i don't know i think she just as on a whim she's just like i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go there once in a while i'll pop back over to see my kid and grandkids in philadelphia i can't live that life Oh, I certainly can't. That was my question to you is like, have you did you have any grandmothers who would just like show up unannounced with gifts like this? No, (laughs) I didn't either. The only thing I could think of is my my grandmother on my dad's side. Anytime you saw her, she'd be like, oh, I was at the store and they had a sale on socks in your size. So I got you some like she was that type of grandma like she couldn't resist a good deal mm-hmm. so she would buy anything if it was on sale but then it led to her being like kind of a hoarder oh and like yeah. having a lot of things for no reason like collecting like beads and like oh. other weird things but I mean it was nice every once in a while to get like a, a fun surprise gift but she certainly wasn't the type to just like show up unannounced yeah no I never had a grandparent that showed up unannounced um, I don't think my parents would welcome that, but I mean, I wouldn't welcome that call before you show up. <laughs> oh yeah, like can you imagine that now having well, having your in-laws show up or your parents show up at your house randomly seems like a big stress inducer. I mean, my my in-laws and my parents um, or my mom like totally ditched us last year and like moved across country because they were over us. But they just showed up like right now. I think I would faint. Well, that and also with COVID, like anybody just showing up at my house is not getting in anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Barricade that far, far away. The door is locked. I'll leave at you from 10 feet away. (laughs) I wouldn't be Um. excited, but Corey's very, very, very excited to see his grandma. Yeah, so he gets uh he gets a Cal Ripken Jr. um like a baseball card, which I believe we have some uh information from our sports correspondent Will. I think you said you have it. Yes. So, Will says, um here's your weekly sports content. Corey got a rookie Cal Ripken Jr. card who is most famous for starting the most games in a row with 2632. Uh, which just equates to over 16 seasons straight. That that 2,632 sounds like a good number referring to our discussion previously. <laughs> uh, breaking the record once held by Lou Gehrig. The 1982 card in mint condition could sell up to $1,500. So that's a pretty great gift. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, was he? did he say like right now it could sell up to that much? I believe that that's what he's saying, um, yeah. which wow. means that we'll discuss at the end. But that means that there's definitely an increase of value. Of that's that ridiculous. Card. Like just for a baseball card. I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a collectible person to begin with. Obviously, certainly not sports, but I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know why a little card would be worth $1,500, but I, I'll tell you, if I had it, then I would be really, really happy. See, would you sell it, though? Are you the person that would hang on to it or would you sell it? It depends on how I acquired this card. If my grandma gave it to me and I haven't and she had passed and I this is my one little bit of memorance, then, yes, of course, I would keep it. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I would probably keep it. But then again, it's like, who would I eventually pass it down to? My two Shih Tzus and my plants? Like, I don't know. (laughs) No, it's like. Um, so I don't know. Eventually you had to do. What about you? Um, I mean, I'm certainly not a collector of things. I mean, I do understand the, you know, like a sentimental feeling about stuff. Like I've kept things that have sentimental value to me. Um, but I'm really not a tchotchke type of person. And so it would drive me crazy to like keep it in a box somewhere. Now, I don't think you do this, but like if you like framed it or something, like maybe, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, but beyond that, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a sentimental person. So if it was, if it was just some random thing, I would probably sell it to be honest. To take yeah, the you'll money take your 1500 bucks and like run with it. Obviously, I absolutely <laughs> would. I'd, to me personally, I'd rather take that money and go on a nice vacation and like take photos of that vacation because that means more to me because it's experiences over uh valuables for right. the most part but right um yeah uh, but I'm also not a sports person so <laughs> yeah everyone's like why would you sell it like yeah. all all three men sports fans that are listening <laughs> I'm gonna get added on Twitter like wow such a hater and that is but. at the jester <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the hate. Don't bring on the hate. Because I don't like sports. So um, um, Grandma Bernice is only staying for the weekend. And she has some like fine plans for all the kids. Yeah. So she's going to bring Morgan to like get a bunch of clothes. She wants to take Eric to go to a car show because there's like bikini girls. And then she's supposed to take Corey to go get the um, baseball card autographed by Cal Ripken himself. Right. So that's like a day trip to Baltimore from uh, Philadelphia. So that's a mm-hmm. that's a fun one. Um, cut to Saturday. And uh, Grandma Bernice is like coming home with Eric and the auto show went great. Um, and they, there is so much name dropping in this episode. It's like, what celebrity can we put in this episode to call <laughs> out so that we can seem like remotely relevant and like. Uh, like within the times so uh apparently bernie copel who was on love boat and jamie farr who was on mash were both at the auto show and they were both on stage together and i just want to know how like a a little auto show got such like good gets uh (laughs) it's truly a mystery to me maybe back then they were like bigger deals Again, I'm also not into cars, so I apologize for the car enthusiasts. Yeah, don't <laughs> I literally don't give a shit about any cars. No, I mean, like to me personally, and again, I apologize if I'm offending anybody. Lamborghinis are hideous. <laughs> no, the doors are cool. The doors are cool. What do they? Are they the ones that open up? <laughs> yeah, like, most car doors open up. No. <laughs> <laughs> They open up, like up, up. They like open suicide up. doors, right? Yes, what they're yeah. Called? But I don't like the name of them. But I didn't yeah. know that that's what they were called. But I think that's like, what they're called. They're cool, I guess. 
So he had, Eric had the Lamborghini girl sign his arm, and this person is uh, Grazia Terziana, which is not yeah, a real very mom. Italian it's name. Not French, and yeah. not a real person. Oh, I just looked it up. Suicide doors are not what I, suicide <sighs> doors open backwards. Uh, I don't know what the name of doors are that open, like, uh, uh, vertically. Vertically. Up. Yeah. yeah. Vertically. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. Like, why Why would you have someone sign your arm? That's I don't weird. know. I don't know. That seems awful. And uh, it's such, like, a trope. And I would never do that. Like, well, you can't keep it. Exactly. So what's logic in it? Have you ever this gotten, is- like, an autograph from, like, a famous person? Uh, yeah. Sure. Yes. Who'd you get? Uh, okay. Well, hmm. <laughs> So going back to the Yankees or sports, mm-hmm. um, as I've spoken about, my dad worked for the Yankees, so I have like some Yankee autographs. But uh, going also going back to the fact that I'm a fucking dork, um, <laughs> I have like a ton of like Broadway signatures from uh, like stage oh, doors, okay. which I don't. Yeah, they do sign anymore. the thing. They what is it? They the, sign the... the playbill. Yes. So so yes, I do. Am I and and also I do have like a really good signature from um, Mickey Mouse (laughs) from Disney (laughs) that I have. um, Actually, I have an autograph book. I I'm sure nobody else has this. But I have literally every person. uh, uh, No, uh, uh, no, no. It's an autograph (laughs) book. And I have not only Mickey Mouse, but um, Minnie Mouse, too. Oh, so, shit. Oh, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at you. So look at me. <laughs> look at me. I'm such like a clout chaser. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, my God. How about you? <laughs> so um, I have the only ones I can I can think of because I, I mean, I don't really have that many. I haven't met like that many famous people. I have. Um, oh, yeah. So I can think of three. There's. Um, do you remember Cake Boss? Yeah. Remember that show on TLC? Like, I was obsessed with it for a while. And my boyfriend at the time took me to go uh, to see, like, he did, like, a show at, like, a local thing here. And we got, like, backstage passes and he signed a wooden spoon for me. Oh. Um, Yeah. And then I also have, there was a musician that I was a big fan of. His name is um, Jason Reeves. And I got, I didn't have anything for him to sign because like I had a CD, but I didn't have it with me. And so he signed a dollar bill, even though I think that's like against the law. Oh. Um, yeah. And I, I had like framed that. And then the other one I can think of is Rob from Rob Has a Podcast. Oh. <laughs> I actually this so this is Rob Sesternino from season yes. Five of Survive. Fake fans. Season six, girl. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I meant Rob Mari- Mariano, Boston Rob. Oh, yes, of course. Joking, Boston Rob. Joking. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So, of season six, the Amazon, Rob's sister Nino, who um, is has a, a podcasting empire. Yes, an empire. He's the legend that we all thrive to be. <laughs> We're not him. I tell you that. Okay, th- so those are good, those are some, some good signatures. Those are some good yeah. signatures. So, um, <laughs> so Corey's like not impressed by Eric's like s- signature on the arm, and you know he <laughs> he doesn't like it. And he doesn't really get Eric these uh, these days. Eric's like really. They're like starting to. The, the five years that they have between them is, like, getting, like, really, really obvious. 
Uh, yeah, Corey's afraid he's going to become like Eric one day because Eric's like so girl crazy and doesn't uh-huh. care about anything else. Exactly. Um, so uh, do we want to call her Bernice or Grandma? I just call her Grandma. Okay, yeah. so Grandma uh, is really tired from a long day with Eric and Morgan, but she reassures Corey that the road trip to Baltimore is still happening tomorrow. And um, Corey, it's kind of cute because remember in um, – that episode that I'll probably just call Father Knows Less, but it's probably <laughs> not the right episode. But apparently everything is Father Knows Less to me. Yeah, we could just, we could just refer to Father Knows Less for a ways. But, like, you know how, like, that episode where they're watching the uh, baseball game at night and they, like, kind of did the same, like, uh, like, hands on the back of the head, like... They did the oh, same thing. Oh, yeah, gestures. he mimicked him. I, it was Father Knows Less. Yeah, no, he does the same thing here with Grandma. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. It's kind of like a cute mm-hmm. tie in. So, um, then we cut to a kitchen. Eric's in the kitchen, <laughs> and we get our first Eric and Feehee scene. Yeah, so Feeney comes in and basically wants to know how Eric would entertain a girl his age. And of course, Eric is like, Mr. Feeney, are you dating a teenage girl? <laughs> Not since Yikes. the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> but uh, Feeney needs to figure out how to entertain his niece for like the few days that she's around. Yeah, so um, then so then Eric has, which you, you sent this to me after you watched the episode and we had a funny uh, interaction about it. He says, <laughs> it's my experience that if they can't find a senior with a car, they'll settle for, settle for a gullible sophomore who's willing to empty his pockets on a dinner he can't afford, a movie he doesn't want to see, and a door slammed in his face. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I mean, I wonder how relatable that is and I, I think it could be pretty relatable. Yeah, so I sent this, I said this to Will, my fiance, and I asked him, does this sound right to you? And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, he's like, I can't, I'm trying to picture how many dinners I spent money on, like, over the years. Yeah. I just, like, wasted money on. Or, like, crummy movies they don't want to see or whatever. Yeah, and to be fair, I think nowadays when, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I'm not a teenager for one, and I haven't, like, actively dated in a while but i think nowadays it's much more uh likely that they'll split the check or um like you know go dutch or whatever it's called or like oh you get this one i'll get the next one type of thing at least that's how it was when i did date a few years ago a few years ago teenagers are not doing this because the little the i guarantee you that teenagers um are thinking like if the guy doesn't pay then it's like not a date Really? Teenagers, yes. 20s, no. Teenagers, yes. And even 20-year-olds. I thought it was like a generational thing, though. Like, you don't think teenagers nowadays are, like, splitting the check? Teenagers. You're telling me? I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just, so here's the thing. When I, when I did date, I went on very few dates based, uh, like, with dating apps, um, when I was single for a while and when I did I always felt extremely uncomfortable having someone pay for me especially if it was like a first date so I would offer to either split it or like if we were doing drinks I would offer oh I'll get the next one or I'll just buy my thing whatever and I often did like a coffee date as a first date because I didn't want to have to sit through a dinner if it was bad (laughs) um but yeah I just I don't know and I also didn't want to set up the expectations like I owed them anything you know um I guess. And how old were you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, what, 26? I don't know. Okay, 26. Um, I was always told if the guy doesn't pay, then it's not a date. 
I mean, that's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, when I was 25 or something, that was definitely the mindset. Do like as if I had to date as a 30 year old, um, I would I would not have a mindset. But as a young person, I think that you were unique in that mindset. I could be. People send in feedback because I'm very curious about this. I oh, yeah. Just, I guess, I mean, I was always, t- like, I guess it was always stemming from the thought of, like, well, women are equal, so why is it that the man should have to pay? And again, like, I always wanted to go into it as, like, I don't owe you anything. Like, I can pay for my own meal. I'm independent. You know, I, it was more, like, defensive probably on my end. <laughs> um, excuse me, are you a Leo or are you a Leo? <laughs> like, it. The Leo just always, yeah, always coming out. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so right. So Feeney takes that advice and is like, oh, I'm hearing dinner in a movie in there somewhere. Sounds um, familiar <laughs> as if a 11 year old would make that advice in the first episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Corey. Uh, grandma is late picking him up to go to Baltimore. Um, so, uh, Amy offers if he, you know, if he wants to do some baking with her and he's like, I guess I can do it while I wait. Yeah. Uh, she's nowhere to be found. Her Winnebago's gone and Corey's just left to wait for grandma to get home. But, um, <laughs> as they're baking, Eric comes downstairs and he still hasn't taken a shower cause he still wants this stupid signature on his dumb arm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. It's so gross. Um, it is nasty. And, you know, as we're saying, like, Corey's like, please don't let this be me. And, like, Eric is, like, indignant. And he says, like, he does not only think about girls, duh. But then as soon as he sees this, he sees a lovely young lady in the garden. Um, and he bolts. He panics. He's having... A, a panicky moment. Dinner, movie, movie, dinner. Um, and then he's like, I have to get Weasel, his younger yeah. sister Morgan, because she's like totally, totally, um, you know, his little trained dog or or parrot. Parrot, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's, he says like, he's like, um, you're going to come out in a minute. And she's like, how do I know it's a minute? He grabs the kitchen timer. He goes like, minute ding, minute ding, minute ding. And he's just, like, in full panic mode. It's, like, he's seeing, like, red, but, like, all he knows is that he has to talk to the girl and he has to get his little spiel out. And it's just, like, it's kind of hilarious, actually. It's, like, one of those cartoons where, like, the dog sees, like, a girl dog and he has, like, hearts in his eyes and his chest (laughs) just, like, or his heart just pumps out of his chest and his tongue rolls out of his mouth and onto the floor. And it's, like, ooga. Like, that's what it reminds me of because he's, like, girl, girl, right there, right there. You know? Yeah, he, like, bolts outside, hops over the fence, carries, like, picks up this humongous bag of, like, fertilizer. Fertilizer. And he's, like... (laughs) He puts off this, like, really funny act. Like, I love this scene. Like, if you don't watch the whole episode, you just have to watch it for, like, this particular scene. Where he's just, like, he's just so extra. And he's just, like, oh, I have this heavy bag of of fertilizer. Like, what can I do for you today? And he's just, like, like, an act. He's, like, let me just effortlessly throw it over here. And he tosses the thing. And it turns out that Feeney's niece is none other than Carrie Russell. Oh, from, my yeah. God. Did you die? Because I did not remember this. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And this girl is 
gorge and she is cool and she has beautiful flowing hair that like I only I wish that I could like have like an ounce of um and I I can't I can't describe to you how badly I just wanted to like scalp her and take her hair and put it on my head because that hair is my dream hair it's incredible I have weavy hair. I do not have like curly, kinky hair. And the volume, my gosh. So like, much she volume. Was working it. So this Carrie is her Russell, real hair. Yeah. And it's insane. And, and Carrie Russell, for those who don't know, is from another great 90s show, Felicity. Mm-hmm. I've actually never seen Felicity. No. Um, I'm, I'm curious to watch it. Like maybe we could put that on our possible list for future shows. Yeah. Um, I've heard great things. Do you know the one thing I know about uh, Felicity? What? Is that... America got really, really, really mad at Felicity and Carrie Russell because she cut her gorgeous hair, like short. Wait, for the show, like like throughout the show, or in like, the show, like I get, I don't oh, know, like as an episode. Mm, I don't know if it was like Carrie Russell's, like this is my identity and I don't want it to be my identity. So I'm we're going to put in a storyline where we're cutting our hair or if it was for specifically the show. Like, I don't really know the parameters around why this happened. I just yeah. know that during the show, she cut her hair like really, really short and it caused like an uproar. And people say that that's why the show eventually got canceled. Can I like I'm just going to like tell you one thing. I have like breaking news for you. Are you ready? <sighs> yeah. Hair grows. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh. I know. Oh. I know. It's a shock. It's a shock, oh. right? But hair fucking grows, people. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But America like, freaked the F out. Like, they that's freaked so out. That's so ridiculous. It's See, so like, stupid. That's, it's a surprise to me because, I mean, like, if we're thinking of, of 90s shows with iconic hair, of course, my mind goes to Friends. And, like, people flipped out about the Rachel haircut, obviously. But I feel like every time, every time a new season started, it would be like, ooh, what are the characters' hair going to look like now? Because Monica, I mean, it was mainly, like, Monica and Rachel switched up their hair very often. Not so much. Phoebe kind of always had longer, longer hair. But um, Monica and Rachel specifically always had different haircuts. And I never remembered anybody kind of, like, losing their shit over... Like, Rachel changing her hair. Yeah, I know. Okay, but Rachel never changed her hair like Felicity changed her hair. Um, I guess Russell. not. I mean, You'll that's have to, crazy. Okay, so. Oh, I see it. You sent me a photo I of it. I sent you a picture. Oh, okay. Not to, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like it. No offense, Carrie Russell. <laughs> um, I'll, I, I will, if anyone's interested, I will also post that onto social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, and I love, that's the thing. Her curls are so beautiful that yeah. I don't know why you'd want to cut them that short. I don't think, I also think it's just there's not really, um, it's kind of all the same length. I feel like if she had done, like, shorter on the sides and then longer on the top, that would look cuter. Uh, yeah. I like a pixie cut. Like, it's, so for those who don't see it, it is like a pixie cut, not super short pixie cut. But um, it is a pixie cut, which I, I think is like a bold move, right? And she has beautiful bone structure. She's gorgeous. Um, She's such a pretty yeah. person. Yeah. So, so um, right. So Carrie Russell is now here um, and uh, Eric's losing his mind about it, of course. <laughs> and my question is, mm-hmm. like, how the fuck old is Feeney's sibling whose daughter this is? Because Feeney is what? In his 60s, at least, he's, right? Um, I think I did the math and I think that he's... 
He's either um, 60 or 65. Okay. So let's pretend he's 60. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's 60. How old is his sibling? I guess there could be like a 10-year difference and then like... Maybe. She has to be like 15, 16. Yeah. So she must have just been born like... Her parents must be pretty old. Yeah. Or maybe um, there's a five-year difference and they had multiple kids and she's the youngest. Could be. It was just weird, I thought. I'm like, why would they choose like niece? I feel like Brian's niece. I wasn't that bothered by this. (laughs) I, I don't know. So, I was in the, the world of disbelief, I suppose. But Oh, also, yeah. Feeny's, Feeny's smock has returned. Oh, my, I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Feeny's gardening smock. So Feeny's gardening, Feeny is in his gardening smock, and he sees, like, right through the charade, and he, you know, um, he, he just, like, knows that Eric's just, like, putting on a show, and that, um... In the background, you hear, like, this little ding, and Morgan comes running out with her, like, <laughs> rehearsed lines, and Jessica falls for it. Oh, did we even say that niece's, the niece's name is Jessica? Yeah, which of course it is, because, like, all beautiful people are named Jessica. All beautiful people are named <laughs> Jessica. So Jessica is, falls for it. Feeny's not amused. Um, but then, like, Morgan kind of turns on Eric, and they rehearsed a bit. Yeah, so she's like, oh, Eric's going to take me to the carnival. And Feeney's like, looks like your parrot has learned new words. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Feeney's, like, once again, like, really desperate for the invite. And he's, like, the polite thing would do to invite me. Because, obviously, Feeney's, like, extremely lonely. But um, he gets the invite, but he denies it. And, um, and then I guess Jessica, Eric, and Morgan are just heading to the carnival. I feel like Feeney, like, is the introvert who, like, wants to be invited to things but doesn't actually want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's He just wants hilarious. to invite. He does. He's like, it would be rude to not invite me, but also I don't want to go to your stupid carnival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so later that day, Amy and Corey are still freaking baking muffins, like, nonstop. And Bernice, Grandma Bernice, is, like, literally nowhere to be found. What are they going to do with all these muffins? Like, they're going to get stale very quickly. Very quickly. It's just, like, nonstop baking. Um, Corey's kind of concerned that something happened to Grandma, but Amy's not. No, she's used to this. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they ever go into, like, how Amy and Alan met, but I'm sure by now, like, Amy's super used to this happening. I'm sure it happened to Alan, like, a lot when they were, like, younger and together and they just got together. And now it's happening again with the grandkids. And I feel really bad for Corey here because, like, when you're that age, you kind of expect that, like, adults are going to do – they're going to do what they say they're going to do. And – you know, he's used to being the unreliable one. His mm-hmm. his parents and, like, right. the adults in his life are very reliable, very responsible. I don't think he's used to being, you know, ditched. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, so Corey realizes, sadly, that, you know, that she's not coming and it's not happening today. And Amy kind of, like, lays it out that, like, no, she's not coming. And it, it's just, like... It's just really sad. Like, what? Like, what is happening here? Um, but Corey plays it off like he's not hurt by all of this. And Amy suggests that he calls Sean and they go, like, bowling. So, um, Corey calls Sean. Sean's at the freaking fishing trip with Alan. 
Yeah, I'm, th- I'm guessing what happened here is that, like, Sean got his parents to, like, drop him off to, um, to go fishing. And so then he just happened to meet Corey's dad there. And I'm assuming Corey's dad was expecting to just be fishing alone. That's kind of what I guess happened here. Yeah. But regardless, Corey's pissed off because he's like, dad just replaced me. And to that, I say, Corey, you canceled on them. Yeah, exactly. Grow up. Um, yes. <laughs> he's being really, really annoying. Um, so, you know, he feels like everyone's betrayed him. And he goes to his treehouse to pout because that's where Corey goes when he's being a baby. Yeah, this is not the first time this has happened. So we're no. just going to go pout in a treehouse again. Um, <laughs> so there he is when um, Morgan, Eric, and Jessica return from the carnival. Um, Morgan lives up to her nickname Weasel and uh, weasels Eric out of his sunglasses. <laughs> out of his sunglasses. I mean, Weasel like makes him spend like four hours of time and 3,000 tickets to buy her or to win her this giant giraffe. And it's like what like what equates to three thousand tickets? Like how much money is that? It had to be a lot. It uh, had unless yeah. you're very good at skee ball. But the thing is, is those carnival stuffed animals are trash. They're like not soft. And not when you think soft. about how many people have touched them or like how Ew. long they've been like hanging out. Yeah, it's and nasty, they're filled right? with like foam beads. Yeah, they're not it's not real a real stuffed animal. They're I'm I'm anti stuffed animal. They're useless. Oh, I hate stuffed animals too. Yeah. I, I mean I liked them animals. when I was a kid, but the older I got, the more I'm like, what is your purpose? There there are no purpose. Uh, there's yeah. no purpose. So um <laughs> Morgan's like, Are we done here? And Eric's like, Yes, please freaking go. Yeah. And um and like Jessica's like such a cool girl. She's just like You know, you're smart because you got your little sister in on this. And he's Mm -hmm. like, is it that obvious? And she's like, well, yeah, duh. And apparently it worked. And apparently he didn't have to try so hard. And apparently she's like cool with all this scam. Yeah. And so then they start kissing. And then I got very uncomfortable because I don't like watching people make out on television. So... (laughs) Especially when they're teenagers. I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> well, Alan and Sean come back from their fishing trip. <laughs> and there's like so much to unpack here. Number one, like, uh, Eric, Sean calls Eric the lip master. Yeah. And he like does like the elbow thing, like the lip master. Uh, 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 yeah. Number two, Corey says, um, like reveals that he's been like watching them like a creepy stalker like he always does in the treehouse and that he like gives him a hard time for quote swapping spit with a feeny yeah and then after jessica and eric make plans then all the guys stand in a line and alan makes some like really questionable comments that like (sighs) yeah she's related to a feeny like step off dude like don't be gross yeah alan is a bit creepy here he's like nice like ew toxic masculinity at its finest like yeah we don't like this, this is much. nasty no no alan i loved you but you I, you lost me here okay don't be creepy she's like 15 16 it's creepy that you say nice and meanwhile eric's like she's the most beautiful woman i've ever seen like that's a nicer statement than what you said alan yeah and 
it's just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I did not like this look from Alan. Um, I just want to point out, I know, like, you tell me to get over it, but um, Corey says that, like, Eric's kissed two girls. So this goes back to maybe it is the same Heather. And I'm sorry that I'm Sarah Koenig, and I'm sorry that this is serial, but I really need to know if the Heathers were the same Heather. Oh, my God. We need the serial music. Like, is it the same Heather? Or is it another Heather? Can you put that in post? <laughs> I could try to find it. Oh, um, that would be funny. I just want to know. So, uh, you know, ultimately, making out is not a spectator sport. I think you would back up that statement. Yeah. First of all, it makes me – okay. For those who don't know, I keep saying this. People mostly know me. The point is – PDA grosses me out. I'm not a PDA person. I think it's nasty. I would never, ever make out in front of my parents. They don't need to see that. They known me since I was a little itty bitty baby and that grosses me out. I don't even want to see my parents make out with each other. I understand they love each other. I don't want to watch it. Alan walked in on them though. It's not their fault. No, 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 no. I know that, but I'm just saying like, it's gross to even for me to even talk about that stuff with my parents. I find it disgusting. Yeah, I don't think I've had that conversation with my parents at all. Why would you? You're a normal no, human being. I'm normal. It's gross. I, I guess. I guess I'm normal. Um, so Alan wants to know why Corey is home so early from Baltimore. He admits that it, it did not happen. Like, they did not, um, like, Grandma ditched and I, I don't know. Like, yeah. So, um, right. So Sean, Sean, he tells Sean to leave. You know, Sean's had enough and he's like, okay, bye, dad. Like, you know, joking. That <laughs> yeah, that was, funny. that was also, funny. Also, I don't know if you noticed. I don't, I don't know if this is part of the fashion hour, but Sean's fishing cap looks exactly. Did you notice it? It looks just like the, the hat that the kid in Sandlot has. How many times? I don't know Sandlot. I don't. <laughs> Like, I've never seen Sandlot. I don't even know who so, Sandlot is. I don't want to be in Sandlot. I don't want to go to Sandlot. I don't know Sandlot. Like, stop it with Sandlot. Okay, so is Sandlot it a 90s is the movie? extent. I think it is. Okay. Um, Sorry. Sandlot is the extent of my baseball knowledge. And there's a kid, and his name is Smalls, and he wears this hat that has the longest brim I've ever seen. Um, and Sean has that same hat, except he wears it backwards in this. Um, yeah. So Sandlot is 1993. So it is 90s. Um, I, I just want, I have one more question about Sandlot. Okay. Did you write Sandlot and direct Sandlot? Cause you're <laughs> fucking addicted to Sandlot. That's all you talk about. I just can't help it because there's so many like references to it in this show. <gasps> you're like Sandlot's biggest fan. You have like I am. the Sandlot logo Sandlot. tattooed on your body. That would be fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to no, be rude. The people, the people love Sandlot. You'll see. They love Sandlot. I okay, sure. So no, I don't know Smalls's like backwards well, Sandlot. Hat. It's an ugly hat. That's all I needed to say was that it's ugly. Okay. But um, so Sean, Sean leaves, and then we need to talk about Alan, like this Alan situation, because he's literally anytime he's on screen, he's eating. Uh, and specifically eating a freaking bologna sandwich again. More bologna. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's always is eating, which means that he probably, I don't know, he probably did not have to go eat at craft services with the amount of 
food that he gets to eat and like oh they go into the kitchen and the muffins have multiplied by like 15 and they don't even have them covered or like in containers they're about to go stale right away no wonder they were dry (laughs) um i don't know if you had this issue but a few months ago back when quarantine first happened it was really hard (laughs) to find flour and i think that's specifically because amy matthews like bought out all the flour (laughs) yes yeah everybody was making bread in the beginning of quarantine as was i i made a shit ton of like banana bread i tried to make different types of bread first of all bread is fucking annoying to make for anybody out there who knows how to make bread good on you it's time consuming it's frustrating it's tedious and i don't particularly enjoy it so (laughs) and if i need to hear somebody else talk about their sourdough starter one more time i will drown myself it sounds dis- <laughs> it sounds first of all it sounds disgusting because you have to leave it for like days ew is it worth it is it actually worth no, it no because sourdough sucks it tastes disgusting I mean okay I'm not gonna I like sourdough but like it's not worth the trouble pumpernickel the or sourdough <gasps> pumpernickel is trash oh Wait, no, no, no. Wait, actually, I like pumpernickel. That's not the one I was thinking of. That's the brown one. The one I don't like rye. is, um, yes, rye yeah. is fucking gross. If you eat rye bread, stop listening. I'm I mean, just kidding. You can little, leave listening. You know who likes rye bread? Oh, who? The Jews. <gasps> oh, no. Is that like your people's bread? <laughs> That's like a thing? No, ha- isn't it ha- challah? Challah is, is like a sweet bread, but if you want to go to the deli, you get pastrami on rye. It's like... Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> it has such a gross taste. I can't. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I don't eat it. Yeah. Okay, well, see? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he's eating... First of all, I, I like bologna, so I'll defend him on that. But he ate bologna with mayo. Monster. <laughs> it's 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 mustard or nothing people sure sure so i mean we're talking about food but this is like actually a very serious scene yes yes so uh alan basically says to to Corey, you know like i grew up with her she did this to me all the time like she's she loves you and she's show you her love in other ways but she's not exactly reliable no so there's countless stories and every subject but the example that he told Corey was this one time where um he was supposed to go sign a permission slip to um to somewhere and he he did not he was not able to go on the field trip because the permission slip wasn't signed and actually like Corey said that like he's been there and alan did that and alan felt terrible so i think we've all kind of been there or done something similar or been through something similar but um, this bothered Alan, but the reason why, like, he never stayed mad was because he would always, or Grandma Bernie's would always do something, like, really, really extra and really, like, like, a, something big to make yeah, up like for the grand fact. Yeah, like a grand gesture. A grand gesture. So I think it, she is a fan of, like, the grand gestures right. over, like, the little things. She just has one big thing. Right. So what she did to make up for the fact that he didn't get to go to this um, space-themed field trip was that they took a two-day, two-night trip to um, Cape Canaveral, and they saw the Mercury 3 rocket ship blast off. I don't know if that's a real thing, but... 
I have no idea. I'm also not a space person. I feel like on this podcast, I come off like I don't like anything. I do like things. What do you just like? Not- just name three things that uh, you like. I like Harry Potter, although now that's problematic. So thanks, J.K. Rowling. You suck. Okay, um, number two. Survivor, obvi. Okay. I like dogs. You know what my very specific passion is? Oh. Is I, I love dogs and not in the way of like, I love to pet dogs, which I do. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the dog show that was on on Thanksgiving. And I, every single time I would go to the library or if I would buy a book, it would always be about dog breeds. So I know a, a decent amount about dog breeds, which is kind of a weird Oh, no, thing that's to great. I went to the Westminster Dog Show uh, last what? February. What? Yeah. <gasps> no, you didn't. Who won when you? You win. Um. So the poodle won the uh, best. The in show. standard or the the. Toy? It was a black standard. Okay, I like poodles. I think poodles are underrated, and um, people think they're like very um, uh, like prim and proper, but they're really smart dogs. Very they're actually really smart. good family dogs yes. too. Yeah, yeah, no, the, they're underrated. <laughs> very underrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was great. I'll have to tell you more about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to know all about it. So. Right, so we we go back and um, Eric Eric runs in and we find out he was trying to sneak into Mr. Feeney's house. Eric, you sly dog, you. Oh my gosh. And um, this is like very scandalous. And by this time, actually, like after Alan and Corey had their talk, like grandma like played the Luke Cucaracha again and she actually showed up like, a thousand years later and um she was definitely like Feeney comes in running after Eric and you know uh, Eric's like you have to pretend like I've been here for the last 20 minutes so um <laughs> so not only did like Alan back him up but also grandma backed him up and like Feeney it, like calls out her BS because he's like, I just saw you run over my mums with your like giant Winnebago, and mm-hmm. she's like, Well, I'll run them over again, mother effer. <laughs> yeah, and this is the best part because she's like, she's like, he's been here the whole time, and then she asks Corey if he gives, uh, if Feeney gives Corey straight A's, and she's like, he's like, nope. And I, all I was thinking is, I'm like, I wish we had gotten more of Grandma and Feeney together. In yeah, scenes. that would be great. Because first of all, these two actors are phenomenal, right? So like that would be amazing. But second of all, there is some heat and some passion Ooh, here. So you think that and this could have been a like a blossoming love story? I ship it. Okay. The only thing, like I feel like she's like kooky and wild enough to like kind of like, you know, maybe take the stick out of Feeney's ass a little bit, you know, like kind of like loosen him up a little bit. And maybe he would give, you know, make her have some roots or something like that. But I yeah. do think it wouldn't work out, but it would be a fun fling. A fun <laughs> fling. Yes, absolutely. A mm-hmm. fun fling. So, um, uh, so yeah, it, it ends sweet because um, Feeney's like, who is this woman? And like, he's like, Corey's like, my grandma, don't you love her? Feeney goes, no, I don't. And Corey says, well, I do. Because he, he loves his grandma and he... Corey's understanding ultimately that, you know, almost like the love languages that I love so much, not everybody shows love the same way. And grandma is just like grandma is what grandma is. So, yeah, 
Yeah, she's certainly not a um, quality time person. No, <laughs> no. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting because we're kind of getting a little bit of, of an understanding of Alan's family dynamic from um, stories that he tells. So his father seemed pretty distant going back to um, being a cool dad from episode uh Five Killer B, where he he says like you know I wish that I had the father you had. So it sounds like his mm-hmm. dad was a little distant, and his mom was seemed unavailable. So it's kind of surprising that and heartwarming that Alan became such a loving, present father. Yeah, I do. I do want to know more about Amy's side of the family as well. But it is fun, kind of getting the like Alan's backstory a little bit more. Yeah, we're definitely painting um, a picture. Yes, yeah. So we go to the um the post credit scene where uh Corey is showing Sean the baseball card that his grandma got him and and Sean's like this is worth like $150. I can't believe she he's he's like he has $7 in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we're saying this card is not worth 150. It's really worth 1500. It definitely is you know, worth a lot. Um and that, you know, you know, Sean says your grandma must really love you for getting you this card and Corey's basically like, you know, she she does um uh, or like so she either I don't know she and, and then he questions if she really did shoot a man in Reno just to, just watch, to him watch him die and she's not he's not so sure if he's uh if she's kidding but I, I, yeah <laughs> I think that grandma you know took some of that new butt money and uh put it towards a uh, expensive baseball guard for um her uh, grandson yeah, yeah, I think she does. She th- shows her love much more through like gifts than she would through like being there, right? Which, yeah, personally to me, like to have a grandma like that is, I mean, maybe a grandma like that is fine, but like if I'm Alan, like a mother like that would drive me a bit nuts because I yeah. need I need consistency and reliability, um, and structure, and she does not seem to offer that. Uh-huh. Um, and where do you think, I just, before we move on to Fashion Hour, where, what do you think happened here? Like, where do you think Grandma went on Sunday when she was supposed to be going to Baltimore? Like, what do you think, like, where did she go? What was she thinking? Like, what happened? She seems like the kind of person to just get, like, wrapped up in something and completely sidetracked in whatever she's doing. So, like, I'm just picturing she's, like, driving somewhere. She sees a hitchhiker. She picks up the hitchhiker. She drops them off. She's like, drops them off at, like, a store, like, a flea market or, like, um, you know, something like that. And then she goes in there and then she gets caught up with the owner and chatting and then she punches him in the face and you know what I mean like she just seems like wild and crazy that would end up she'd end up anywhere okay so like you think that like okay so you don't think that this is like some like weird like uh like weird like schemey thing that she gets into you just think that she gets she like goes with the wind almost like she yes. wherever the breeze takes her she goes yeah she flies by to the seat of her pants she wow. certainly can't stick to a schedule wow it, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of pants, 
I think it's time for some fashion hour. Yes. Did you love that transition? I'm getting good at them. Very good. Very good. (laughs) So um, it is my turn today. So we are first starting off with the Rachel Green Award um, for the most 90s attire. Um, You had so much to choose from here. There was a lot, but um, I am going to start off with uh, Grandma Bernice's outfit number one uh, when she was just coming in. Coming in hot, actually. Uh, she was wearing, I call this like a little black page boy hat. If you have a better name for it, yeah. let me know. But yeah, it's like, I agree. It is like a page boy because it kind of looks, it kind of looks like a conductor hat, but it is more of a page boy hat. I agree with <laughs> it's, you. Um, it's kind of her staple, actually. So uh, black page boy hat, white sunglasses, costume beads for a necklace, um, some sort of like rainbow circle earrings with like a big gold ball, um, at pink eyeshadow, a sequined slash foiled and bedazzled jacket with like star gems, uh, some graphic tee with like a Palm Beach. So obviously she got this in her travels and like some black pants. So it's, it's quite the ensemble. Yeah, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> Um, okay, so number two, uh, Grandma Bernice's outfit number two. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which, this one is, uh, a, the page boy hat again, some more white sunglasses, some, like, big yellow square earrings with, like, matching bracelets that are in gold and red, this fringed cowboy shirt with, like, roses on the chest lapel, and, like, also bedazzled with gems. And she's wearing, like, tights, number one, in addition, underneath her black pants. So I love this because I love the fringe. It's like a little cowgirl outfit. Mm, No? Here's the thing. She needs to be, like, arrested for child abuse for making Morgan wear a matching outfit. no! (laughs) That's my honorable mention. I hate fringe, for one. And the, I mean, here's the thing: '90s fashion, depending on like what it is, like has has come back, right? Yeah. This outfit would I don't I don't know I I can't like it's it's not only that it's fringe, it's like it's red and fringe, and I am not a fan of like the very chunky fake jewelry. That's really not my thing. Um, so um, it's a no from me. Uh, but I, it's 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 nineties. It's nineties. It's just like personally uh-huh. not my side. I think that uh, Grandma gets her fashion specifically from her travels. I think that she, yeah, like, she picks it up from wherever she goes. She's the type of girl that goes like to. So I'll get into number three because it's another Grandma Bernice outfit. Sorry about it, mm-hmm. but not sorry. But she, like, truly just, like, grabs and goes whatever she finds in, like, whatever little, like, gas station, like, uh, store that she can find. So number three, her third outfit is the black page boy hat again. She loves it. And this is when she comes back from her day of being MIA. Um, but she's wearing a pink and gold foil jacket with more gems bedazzled with matching pink pants, a metallic like yellow goldish t-shirt that's like 
cinched that with a chunky gold belt and she has these big dangly plastic earrings that seems like something that you would get in like Arizona and gold <laughs> bracelets. Yeah. You don't so like, like it? Um I think the jacket is like cool ish. Like I would not wear it. But I feel like it would be fun to wear to like a nineties themed party. Uh huh. Whereas the fringe, like, I would light it on fire and never look back. <laughs> well, um, my honorable mention was Morgan's matching outfit yeah. with the little red scrunchie in her hair and some, like, in the matching cowgirl cowgirl shirt. Yeah. Like, I think it's very 90s. That's a thing. It definitely is worthy of the – all three of these are worthy of the award, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But, like, would I wear them? Absolutely not. Was that the Maybe assignment? the jacket. <laughs> No, the, the assignment was definitely pick the 90s outfit. I'm just critiquing them because I hate them so much. Mm. Whereas, like, when we talked about Topanga's outfits, like, I loved most of them. Not the doily dress as much, but, um, yeah. So, if I let me see. If I'm picking, I do think, I do think, like, the fringe is the, mo- is the most 90s to me. The, the second one. Yeah, I like it. And she has, like, a little buddy as well. Yeah, and she has a matching a matching mini me. So yeah. that one, yeah, that I'll award it. I'll award it to that one. Okay, Congratulations, okay. Grandma Bernice. You are now a <laughs> member of the Rachel Green Awards Club. Yeah, I know. I, I had to honor her today. I know that there was plenty of '90s outfits to choose from. There was this yeah. hideous shirt that Sean was wearing in the in the in the um yes. scene that honestly made me want to burn my eyes out. But I mean, there was heaps on heaps of '90s Eric's fashion. Best. Ooh, Eric's vest. I, I don't want to get to Eric's vest. Um, no, but that's it's it's ugly. <laughs> so so much ugly '90s fashion. So I just thought that I would go all in and Grandma Bernice. You know she deserves it. You know what? Yeah, I agree. Um, mm. Okay, so the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. So I'm going to start it off with um, Jessica's outfit which is just like this blue scoop neck long sleeve shirt that's like tucked into some mom jeans that could be found at any urban outfitters and um with the skinny brown belt and her long flowing wavy curly hair which we love Mm. so much that i totally think that could totally i feel like that could be timeless that hair yeah oh that hair for sure oh yeah for sure um number two is Alan's fishing outfit because I just think that he's like zaddy like to the max in it and I like really like it uh so he's wearing like a white Phillies baseball cap not the red we've moved on from the red a plaid (laughs) shirt that could either be worn on Thanksgiving or to fishing or to hunting or on Christmas or on your family photos or (laughs) um a fishing vest which I feel like you can buy anywhere some a medium wash Jean, not a light wash, a medium wash, and the cut was really nice, and the leg was like kind of skinny, but not like a too skinny. It was like a nice cut of jean, and it was medium wash. Um, and then he was wearing aviators. He had aviators. I don't know if you saw that, but he had aviators. He was totally zaddy material. I was very like into this outfit. Yeah, if he had just, like, shut his trap, then, like, very, very zaddy. But when he opened his mouth, he lost me. But the outfit, the outfit yeah. was very good. Yeah. The medium wash denim is, is something I appreciate because I'm not a fan of the light wash. No, it looked great on him. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to say number three is Feeney's gardening smock because it seems like an anywhere, anytime type of outfit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're like I. You're like you ruined Fashion Hour this week. <laughs> Feeny will rock a garden smock any day. Like he's he's just rocking the smock, man. Um. Yeah. I think. Oh, which one is you know? I have to. I have to do it. I have to give it to Jessica. Like that outfit, literally, people would wear today. Oh yeah, and absolutely. It looked, so it's very, it's very clean. It's simple. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like mm-hmm. a mom jean can come and go, but that shirt would literally any decade. Oh yeah, wear absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, as you know, like there was tons of fashion. Did anything stick out for you that you want to just mention? I think you pretty much, I mean, obviously I already mentioned the hat. I was like hat obsessed this episode, I think, I guess, you know, I guess we bring up Sean's hat and Feeney's hat. Um, those were like two of my favorite little things. Beyond that, I feel like Corey is just same old, same old with the layers. He's a very like yellow and red. Yes, ketchup like, and mustard. Yes, he is ketchup and mustard. And it's partly because the Phillies are red, I think. But also like if we did, um, I don't know if you ever saw one of those. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No. Okay, so they did what they called like a color chart where um, they tracked the characters and the colors that they wore throughout the series and they had this really cool graphic. And so like Walter White, in the beginning, he wore a lot of beige colors and then as he quote unquote broke bad, he wore more blacks. Um, so every kind of character had like a color assigned to them. So his wife was a very blue based. Her her sister was very purple based. And I feel like Corey's colors would be red and yellow because he's yeah. con- or and purple maybe. Yeah. Even, because he's constantly wearing them. Absolutely. And, and, and Feeney is much more of like white or beige, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. So no, I, I think that was a great fashion hour. There was a lot to pull from this episode. So I think you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So... Worry, um, because I want more compliments, I think that uh, we should get into <laughs> some more feedback if we have any and maybe yes. read a five star review. Yes. So I have this isn't a five star review, but it is a um, some feedback we got. So this is from Matt Stewart on Twitter. And he um, he said at shit 90s pod, I've listened to five straight hours of at the Just Sterling content. I'm fully in fashion corner is fantastic. And Alan is a straight fox. I like season one, but love high school and college. So I can't wait for more content, especially the best episode in TV history. Season five, episode 17. Yes. And for those who are not um, aficionados of uh, Boy Meets World, that is and there that episode is called And Then There Was Sean. And that's the episode that Jessica and I refer to sometimes as like the episode that we're really excited to cover, but also like the one that haunts our dreams. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'm um I'm really excited to get to get down the line more. I mean, like this is fun content because we're in the young years, but I really I like a lot of the serious yeah. content as well. And Matt, you are so right. Alan is a straight fox. He is. So he is. Thank you so much for your feedback. We hope you keep listening and enjoying and uh we really appreciate it. That was a really fun tweet. Yeah, I was so excited when I saw that. Um, And then I'm going to read just one five-star review this week. Um, So this one is from somebody called Nieberman with like three E's and two N's. And he, the subject of the review is called Nostalgia. And he, they go, 
Fee-hee-hee-hee-nay. <laughs> uh, the hosts have great chemistry and keep the laughs coming. Highly recommend. So <laughs> thank you, Nieberman. We appreciate your feedback. Yes, thank you so much. I'm I'm loving all the feedback. Keep it coming, guys. Yeah. Um, if you would like oh, us to read your review um, on air... <laughs> On air, what is this? On air, we're so fancy. <laughs> on air, we're on, a, we're on a radio show. This is we could have our Z one hundred. Although it would make me nervous to be live, that we wouldn't be able oh, to edit. I think anything. we should do that once. If you want to see us go live, <gasps> let us know. Um, <laughs> just be. We need to get like a hundred five star reviews. One hundred five star reviews, and it'll, you'll love it. And you'll just hear me go. Um, we can edit that one out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we can edit that one out. We can edit that one out. Um, if you, maybe we should edit this one out. Um, <laughs> but if you would like us to read uh, something uh, on the podcast, a five star review, then uh, leave us one on iTunes.com. Yes, absolutely. And um, to send in uh, feedback, you can send that into um, at shit 90s pod i'm at the just sterling and sarah is at sarah ferguson um if you want to tweet at us and we actually had one other not so much piece of feedback but something really funny that one of our um friends said that we had to share because it was too funny not to um we were talking to our friend jd and he was saying he's like what are your fans called and then two seconds later he says they have to be called the shitheads. <laughs> how would you how would you guys feel if you were called the shitheads? Do you like that? Let us know. Yes. Um please, yeah, please do. Please and let please us. let us know if you'd like an alternative name besides shitheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would love to know. Um, all four of you. Yes, Let us exactly. Um, so, so I think that's uh, I think that's all we have. Yeah, well, um, please email us as well. Uh, shit nineties pod at gmail dot com. That's it. Yes, and we were at yeah we're at shit nineties pod on all other social media. Um, come back next time. We're going to be covering season one episode eight, and we also have some Halloween content dropping this month. Um, So we're super, super excited. Uh, By the time you guys listen to this, I believe our first um, movie podcast will already be out. Um, So we're doing Casper with Kevin Mahadeo as a special guest. So please join us for that. We're very excited. We are so excited. Um, Yes. And then we're also going to be having um, uh, Halloween Town we're going to be covering. And that'll be a couple weeks from, uh, from this one. So Jess, um, do you have anything that you would like to plug this week? Because if anybody doesn't know, Jessica had the best week ever. So I, I mean, I joke that it was like National Jessica Sterling uh, Day, but without bearing the lead, do you have anything to plug? Yes. So I have some wild and crazy stuff going on this week. Um, I have a uh, a podcast that I'm working on with uh, none other than the Josh Wiggler of Post Show Recaps. Um, we started a community. It's basically a podcast that's pod- about podcasting about community, essentially. So I'm having Josh watch some episodes of Community to hopefully uh, ignite his passion for a community rewatch podcast. That's going to be over on Post Show Recaps Patreon. Um, so you could go to patreon.com slash recaps um, to find it or postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon. And you can listen to those podcasts. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, yeah, and that's it. 
Stay tuned for all the fun, special Halloween content, and we cannot wait to cover more episodes of Boy Meets World. Bye, guys. Bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.